want everyone to come on in. Come on in. Please join. Please share. Please comment. Tell everyone that we are here. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you, Mother Williams. God bless you, global family. Tell everyone we are here. We are here. We are here. I'm so excited for us to be here together on this Tuesday night. God is so good. God is so good. I want to thank our bishop for allowing this wonderful teaching moment to happen. We are, we're going to keep our bishop in prayer. All is well. All is well. God is good. I'm just excited for all of us to be here on tonight. This is our road to Pentecost Sunday. Sunday is Pentecost, but we are this Tuesday on our path to Pentecost Sunday. Amen. Amen. I'm going to begin with a word of prayer. I'm going to begin with a word of prayer. And as we understand that prayer is important. We also want to thank God for our wonderful church anniversary. That was this Sunday. We're celebrating 15 years, 15 years. We're going to give some clap emojis. Just say God is good. We God is good because we are still here. After all that we've been through, we still have joy. We're still excited to continue. It is a blessing to even see Global grow from when it started from just three people to even now to Three and even more now than we were before. We started small, but God has progressed us. God has moved us forward and taken us higher. And I believe this is a season where God is even going to take us even more further than where we were before. I'm so excited about that. Excited about that. Well, I'm going to begin with a word of prayer. I want us to just pray together. God bless you. We have our bishop on here. God bless you, bishop. Thank God for him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this wonderful time of impartation, this time of learning, this time of growing, this time of just speaking, God. And Lord, even tonight, God, use me, God, to speak to your people, to teach your people. And Lord, let us learn and grow together. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that is here, everyone that's going to watch, share, and comment, and watch the replay. We thank you, Lord, for this wonderful night. We give you all the glory and all the honor. Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said, tonight is our road to Pentecost. I want to, for the sake of time and brevity, want us to go to 1 Samuel chapter 3. Uh, the very familiar passage of scripture, 1 Samuel chapter 3. Going to be reading a few verses in your hearing. Going to be reading a few verses. Going to be reading a few verses in your hearing. Then going to be teaching and then we're going to get out of the way. We're going to be reading 1 Samuel chapter 3. We're going to be reading out of the NRSV translation. NRSV translation. We're reading a couple of verses. I'm going to start at. Hmm. I'm going to start at number one. Verse number one. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of God was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight began to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not gone out yet. And Samuel was lying in the temple of the Lord. Where the ark of God was. And the Lord said, Samuel, Samuel. 
He said, here I am, ran to Eli, said, here I am, for you called me. He said, I did not call you, lie down again. He went and said, God said, again, Samuel, Samuel, get up. And he went to Eli, and Eli, he said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you, my son, lie down again. And Samuel did not know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. Last verse, verse number eight. The Lord said to Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli, and he said, Here I am, for you have called me. I want to just say that verse again. Verse number four. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel, here he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli, and he said, Here I am, you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again, for you have called me. Uh, for tonight, I want to use as a question for my subject, can you hear me now? I want to use that as a subject. You could type that in. Can you hear me now? I want you to type that in. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? One of the things I have enjoyed since I was a child is watching commercials. When I was a child, I remember watching a commercial in 2004, I believe. Yeah, 2004. I was watching a commercial that was constantly online. I kept watching this commercial that was constantly, not online, on TV. Back then, we didn't have all the stuff we had now. On TV, we were watching an ad. And at that time, it was about a company that was in its beginning stage versus where it is now. It is a company called Verizon. Verizon had a commercial with a man who was walking all over America, taking different trips. And he kept saying to the, on the phone, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? So every time the commercial would come on, it would say, can you hear me now? Verizon is saying, can you hear me now? That was the big ad. And when I began to think about it, when I think of that ad, how it kept asking a question, can you hear me now? When we think of that question, we have to realize that there is something powerful about hearing from the Lord. You see, we live in a time of distractions. We have you know, iPhones, and we have, you know, different computers now. We have, you know, different things. Now we have chat GDP, and we have all these different things happening. You know, we have, you know, Wi-Fi services, and we have all these things in social media now. We have all these different streaming services, and now we have music at the click of a button. All these different things that are moving at a fast pace. We have all these different noises with... The question I have for you tonight is, can you still hear God in the midst of it? Three years ago, we went through COVID-19, a pandemic that shut everything down. Everything was closed. Church was closed. Things were not the same anymore. Everything was on a shutdown. And I realized that in that time where we were all on a shutdown, all of us had to be in our isolated places. And one of the things I was telling someone was when no time of when we were, you know, trying to, you know, maneuver through the shutdown, I said, I heard God very clearly. 
because I realized that I wasn't so distracted with all of the outside noise and all the outside things. I was able to listen to God. Oftentimes we can be so engulfed and so baptized in the noise and the distractions and all those things in our lives that we don't know how to hear from God. We're living in a time where we have to take a pause, take a moment to listen to God. I remember I was talking to someone and they were talking about prayer. They said, what is prayer? So prayer is a conversation with the Lord. It's not just you talking, but it's also you listening to what God is telling you. Also hearing from God. Because prayer is not just you coming with a long laundry list of things or you're coming with all these different things. But what you're doing is taking the time to hear from the Lord. How can we hear unless we have a preacher? That's what the New Testament tells us. You see, I remember about hearing from the Lord. I just want to share and give you this. I remember I had to preach a pastor's anniversary several years ago. And... I had a long flight before that service. I just got in that night. And I remember that night, I had a message prepared. You know me, I'm always a prepared person. If anyone knows, I'm always studying. I'm always having something, you know, prepared. And I remember I went to that Sunday service and got there. As I was there, I was listening to the pastor speak about the history of the church. I began to hear the first lady who her husband was the past, the founder of the church. And I began to hear. And as I was there, as I was listening to what they were saying, the Lord changed the message. This has never happened to me. But God changed my entire message. So what I did was I put my message away, put it in the bag, zipped it, and I just got up there with my scriptures and read the scripture and began to just flow from what the Lord was telling me and whispering in my ear. But the only reason why that was able to happen is if I was hearing God. Hearing God can change your life. Hearing God can turn things around. In this year, in this moment, I want you to know that as you listen to God, he will begin to tell you something that no one else can tell you. You can be walking around in life and trying to figure out what is my next step. All you have to do is pause and listen to God. All you have to do is pause and take time to hear what he is saying to you. Here in our scripture, 1 Samuel. We're here in the book of Samuel. We know that in chapter one, we were introduced to a woman by the name of Hannah. I want to give you some context to what's going on. In the book of 1 Samuel, Hannah is in the temple praying for God to give her a son. Her womb is not bearing. She's not able to have a child and all these things. But she's praying to God in chapter one. If you go to chapter one, uh... Hannah is praying. Samuel was birthed and she's praying. Then in chapter two, she's also praying for her son after he is born. You see, not only do you pray when your miracle is about to come, but you even pray and thank God for the miracle after it comes. So Samuel is born. Now in chapter three, he is here with Eli. Now, when we read verse one, it said, now the boy was ministering to the Lord. And he said, the word of God was rare in those days. 
When we understand that, we understand that that is the reflection of what's going on of today. We're living in a time where the word of the Lord is very rare. We have great marketing, but the word of God is very rare. We have great things that are on screens, but the word of God is very rare. We have all these things that are going on, but we rarely hear the word of God. I remember I was having a conversation with a preacher and I was telling him scriptures that I was just reflecting on in my devotional time. And he said, where'd you find that? I said, that Bible. He said, wow, I didn't know that was in there. And I began before I, I laughed, but then I said, that's very alarming to be a preacher of the gospel, but don't know the gospel that you're preaching. We have to be very concerned about people who get up and say that they are a man and woman of God, but don't know the scriptures that they have in their hand. We should never get to the place where we get so comfortable, where we think or we sit on our old morals or sit on our old gifts and old ideologies and assume or think that because I've been to church every single Sunday or because my grandmother had a testimony and because this person did all of this, then I get to the place where I assume that I know God. Let us not get too comfortable. We have to get to the place where we have to still have a humble heart of listening to the word of God. At that time, there was a man by the name of Eli. Eli had a place where now his eyesight began to grow dim. We're living in a time now where we have men and women of God whose eyesight is growing dim. What do you do? When the people that you have been following or the people that you've been looking towards now, they can't see anymore. What do you do when you try to use wisdom that had an expiration date? What do you do when you try to listen to people whose now wisdom has not grown cold now? But now Eli is in an interesting place. Because I believe that this scripture really speaks to us because we're living in a time where now we see the old has have gone to now from old now and being cold. To now we have a new generation that's rising up and they must still have a hunger and desire for the Lord. Now, Samuel is here and he's at a very interesting place. Now, when we go to verse number four. And then it said, the Lord called Samuel, Samuel. And he called and said, here I am. The Lord called Samuel and he said, here I am. So when I look at that, I realize that God loves to talk. God loves to speak to his children. A parent, a real parent knows how to speak to their child. A real parent knows how to have a conversation with their child. You, we as children, as children of God, have oftentimes tried to walk around and do our own thing. But there is something special about the Lord talking to us. As we realize that when the Lord talks to us, he speaks to us in a way that no one else speaks to us. But not only does he speak to us, we realize that his voice is clear as any other voice. When do we understand that when God speaks to us, it's a clear, powerful voice? Have you ever noticed that when God speaks to you, you begin to feel a clarity that comes? Listening to the Lord can save your life. 
I know you're wondering, how is that even possible? I remember when I was a child, there was a subway that was by the school that I was attending. I remember everyone was saying, oh, we're going down to the train station. I said, and then as they were saying that, the Lord said, do not go in the train station. And I was saying to myself, okay, God said, he said another time, do not go in the train station. I said, okay. So I went inside the subway, I ordered my food and I sat down. As I was sitting down eating my subway sandwich, I heard five gunshots. My classmates was running inside the subway and said, someone got shot. Few people got shot. There were gunshots everywhere. And I said to myself, thank you, God. Why? Because if I did not listen to God and I jumped down the train station, I could have been that person that was hurt. But then I can say if it had not been for the Lord on my side, I don't know where I would be. We have to thank God for him protecting us, for him guiding us, for him helping us. That's why the song says, guide me over thy great Jehovah. As we journey through this pilgrim land, I thank God for listening to the voice of God. And as I listen to the voice of God, he protected me. There is something special about listening to the voice of God. There is something powerful about the voice of God. So we understand that God loves to talk to us. Not only does God love to talk to us, but his voice is so clear. As you just take time to pause. As you take time to just stay for focus. God's voice will speak to you. But then as we come to verse number seven. It said, now Samuel did not know the Lord, did not know the Lord yet. And the word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. I want to say this. So number one, God loves to talk to us. But number two, hearing God's voice is a skill. I want to say that again. I want to park right there. Hearing God's voice is a skill. Why do you say that? Well, what does this skill require? It requires the Holy Spirit revelation. I want to stop right there. I know that sounds a little heavy. I'm going to break that down for you. You see, when we listen to God, when we hear God, there is a skill that we must learn. As Christian believers, we must know the difference between God's voice and man's voice. God's voice gives clarity. Man's voice gives confusion. God's voice gives miracles. Man's voice gives manipulation. God's voice gives love. Man's voice brings no love. We have to understand the power of God's voice. We have to understand that in God's voice, there is revelation. In God's voice, there is safety. In God's voice, there is power. In God's voice, there is liberty. In God's voice, there is strength. In God's voice, there is beauty. In God's voice, there is blessings and miracles. 
we have to understand hearing God's voice. Never be afraid of God's voice. We need to hear the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord can touch your heart greater than anything else. The voice of the Lord can do something and speak to something that no other human being can speak to. We need the voice of God. Now, when we understand that, number one, God loves to talk to us. Number two, hearing God's voice is a skill. But then, number three, God is glad to repeat himself. I want to go to verse number six. And then the Lord called again, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli. and He said, here I am for you have called me. And he said, I did not call you my son. Lay down again. The Lord always repeats himself. When we study the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, from Revelation back to Genesis, when we study the first five books of the Bible, when we go from there all the way down to all of the other books and all of the other books and the other books of the Bible, we will always see a repeating thing that God will always say. There was always a thing that God shows us in the scriptures. Well, no matter what scripture you read in the Bible, you will always begin to feel strength because the Bible is where we read. And as we read it, it will always help us along the way. It does not matter where you are in life. If you have a Bible, that is the best thing that you can have in front of you. You see, I don't just read this for a sermon on Sunday. I don't just read this just to get a feel-good sermon or just to read this to get a quick little message. I read the Bible to digest it. I read the Bible to memorize it, to enjoy it. I can spend hours and hours reading the word of God. You see, I don't have to look for sermons online. I don't have to look and go find a message in a book. I don't have to go. If I just read and study the word of God, he will speak to me. He will speak through me. And then he gives me the word to speak to you. You see, whenever I don't try to try to figure things out, I go to the word of God. I go to the book of Psalms. I go to the book of Proverbs. I go to the gospel. I go to the epistles. I go to your prophetic books. I go to the Old Testament prophets. I go to Genesis. No matter where we are, we need the word of God. The word of God is beautiful. The word of God is powerful. God will always repeat himself in the word of God. He will always, the Bible will always show us victory in the word of God. The Bible will always show us grace. God, the Bible will always show us mercy. The Bible will always show us love. Why? Because the word of God is powerful. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall still stand. The word of God is beautiful. God will always repeat himself. He repeats himself. I am 
the bread of life. I am that I am. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He, he kept repeating himself. I'm the God of love. I'm the God of mercy. I'm the God of justice. Don't you know how powerful the word of God is? We shall, Matthew 121 says, and we shall call his name Jesus. So he'll save you from your sin. And then we go to Matthew 1, chapter 23, and it says, we shall call his name Jesus. And then when we go to Isaiah 7, 14, it says, and he is, shall be called Emmanuel. Isaiah 9, verse 9, 9 chapter Chapter 9, verse 6 says, And we shall call himself Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Do you know your Bible? Luke chapter 14 says, And the the Spirit is upon me to liberate the captives, to set the souls free. Do you know your Bible? Psalms 23, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He made me to lie down in a green pasture. We need to know the word of God. And then the winner, we can quote even without a Bible from For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whoso believe him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Do you know the word of God? The word of God is always will repeat to us. Then, not only is God glad to hear himself, his, hearing his voice is a skill, and God loves to talk to us. But then we understand that God wants your undivided attention. Mm. When we go to verse 9, therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. God wants your attention. Want to say that again? Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down. If he calls you and he says, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, when God wants your undivided attention, He will remove every distraction out of your way. Want to say that again? When God wants your attention, He will remove every distraction that is in your life. Let me give you a perfect example, because I'm going to use myself. I remember I was in a relationship. I was dating. And I remember I went to a breakup, and I was sad. I was upset, you know, all of, all those wonderful things. I was upset, crying, and I was hurt. But I realized something, is that when the breakup happened, I was mad. But then I became, became glad because I, got, I drew closer to God. Because let's be honest, sometimes relationships can distract us from spending time with God. We can be so engulfed with a person and we can be so focused and obsessed with having a relationship, having someone that we lose our focus on God. We can have a job, glory to God, and we can see we can be all with focus on a job and we go there on time. We forget to go to church on time and we focus on all of that and then our time is not on the right things. But I want to tell you something. When you get so obsessed and so messed up with so many things, God will remove the cancer of distraction out of your life. You see, it doesn't make any sense to have all these wonderful things and forget who God is. And that's the problem. We get so distracted without having the attention focused on God. 
You see, we should never get to the place as Christian believers that we're down to nothing and everything is bad. That's the only time we go to God. The only time we go to God is when we, something is terrible. The only time we get on our knees and pray is when something is bad. But we should be focused on God. We should not have our attention focused on everything else. We should not have our attention focused on other things. But we need to focus on God. God is the focus. You see, no matter what you go through, no matter what's going on, God is is the focus. He's the focus. You see, it does not matter what's going on in your life. You know, I know that we get distracted by so many different things and we try to have our eyes on everything, but we have to get to the point when he say, Lord, I focus on you. Lord, I need you. I don't need another relationship. I don't need another car. I don't need another house. I don't need a bunch of stuff. I need you, God. That's why the scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything shall be added unto you. We need to focus and seek after God. Money cannot save you. People cannot save you. Government cannot save you. Politicians cannot save you. The White House cannot save you. Only Jesus Christ, glory to God, can save you. You see, it does not matter what's going on in your life, but you need to focus on who God is. God has the power to help you. God has the power to deliver you. God has the power to strengthen you. God has the power to take you higher. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know how things are looking, but you need to focus on God. We need to look to Jesus. I don't know what's going on, but look to the Lord. God has the power to help you in your storm. God has the power to help you in your misery. God has your power to take you out of your test. You see, no matter what's going on, God is the focus. You see, the scripture says, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. How are we going to fill our churches? We have to lift Jesus up. How are we going to make our lives better? Lift Jesus up. How are we going to get people off of drugs? Lift Jesus up. How are we going to get our states fixed? Lift Jesus up. How is America going to get better? Lift Jesus up. How is our government going to be fixed? Lift Jesus up. We have to lift him up. I don't care how big your problem is. God is bigger than your problem. I don't care how things look. God is bigger than that. No matter how messed up your life is, God is bigger than your mess. Because God can take your mess and turn it into a miracle. I don't care how big your test is. You can take that test and turn it into a testimony. God has the power to do that. You see, I I came to the realization That when I spend time with God, when I hear from God, when I spend my time and attention with God, he turns my life around. It does not matter what's going on. It does not matter what people say. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God is on our side, it does not matter what's going on. If God is on our side, nothing, no one can stop us. I want you to understand something. That we have to spend time with God. We have to spend time hearing 
God like never before. The reason why I still have a praise in my heart, the reason why I lift my hands and worship him is because he hears me. And not only does he hear me, but I hear him. You see, but I have a smile on my face because I can say I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. And as long as I live, I hasten to his throne. I go to the Lord in prayer. I go to him and say, Lord, I need you. When was the last time you said, Lord, I need you? When was the last time you got desperate and said, God, I don't want anything else, but I need you. I know you gave me everything, but I need you. God is our everything. God is the one that's important. God is the one that we need to focus on. He is the one that we focus on. He is the one that we give attention to. We don't focus on what the news is saying, but the good news is that Jesus is alive. The good news is that Jesus gave us something that no one else can give us. I'm glad today that he saved me. I'm glad today that he delivered me. I'm glad that he helped me. I'm glad that he strengthened me. I'm glad that he did everything for me. We need the Lord like never before. We need God to help us. We need God to strengthen us. We need God to turn our lives around. So how do we listen to the God? How do we have this understanding? Well, like you said, number one, we understand that God loves to talk to us and his voice is clear as any voice. We understand that, number two, hearing God's voice is a skill, and it requires the Holy Spirit to give us revelation. And then number three, God is glad to repeat himself. And then number four, lastly, as I close, God wants your undivided attention. And how do we show our love and attention to him? That is through giving. I'm finished. I'm, I'm, I'm out of time, but not out of word. I can continue a few more minutes, but I believe I got to the case and the point of this, of this lecture. I believe that this is a time that we need to give our attention to God and give our love to him. And how do you, you give, give. There are many ways to give. I, I, I want to encourage you to give to the Lord. There are many ways to give. Text global G-L-O-B-A-L-O to 514 PayPal. PayPal.me slash Global Fire Now, Cash App, Global Fire Now, Dollar Sign, Global Fire Now, Alzel, Global Fire Now at gmail.com. There are many ways to give. I want us to give. I want us to give. This is the time and this is the hour for us to give. I believe that this is the time and this is a moment that we need to give to the Lord. Give, give, give. Give all you can. You can't beat God's giving, no matter how you tried. Let us learn how to give. Let us learn how to sow and take the time to give to the Lord. Let us take a moment and give to God. Let us give to him. He deserves all the glory. He deserves all the honor. He deserves all the praise. Let us give. Thank you, Lord. And we just tell God, thank. let's type that in. Thank you, Lord. Let's just type that as you're giving. Just type that in. Thank you, Lord. 
I know God is we we I I tell God thank you. I thank him for what he done for me. I thank him for what he continues to do. And I thank for what he's gonna do tomorrow. You see, I have an expectation mm, of what he's gonna do for me. I have an expectation of God turning things around for me. I have an expectation of knowing that the Lord can make a way. The question I've had you, don't you know the Lord can do it? Don't you know the Lord can make a way for you? Don't you know he has made a way for you and he's going to continue to make a way for you? I'm trying to be quick. I'm trying to quit. I'm trying to quit. This is, this is not Sunday, but I'm telling I'm excited when I think of all the things that God has done for me. Oh, when I think about God and his goodness, I can, I can just jump and get excited. I can jump and get excited. I'm so glad that we were able to share with one another. I want you to know, Global, that I love you. Everyone that has been watching, I love you and I appreciate you for coming on, for being blessed by that. I'm being blessed even when you're coming and, and, and listening. I want to thank God for everyone coming. Let's just do a word of prayer before I leave. Father, we thank you on tonight for this wonderful, wonderful Tuesday night teaching. Thank you, Lord, for our bishop, our first lady, for our first family, for everyone that is connected. Well, I thank you, Lord, for everyone that has watched on tonight, who has tuned in, who has took notes and listened. I thank you, Lord, for every person that has been blessed by this wonderful broadcast. Lord, bless them. Bless my brother. Bless my sister. Bless every mother, every parent on here. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let this be a powerful week for everyone. Let there be door open. And Lord, we know that we will listen and hear you when you speak. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful night. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to teach you on tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful night. Thank you. Have a wonderful night.